Hamjabo, Sijamboleo. So, I am doing very good. And I just want to share some of the things that I'm doing most recently, which is reading. I'm reading several books, but I have also decided to go back to school for my master's degree. And so I am doing a lot of projects and things at once. And I'm trying to keep everything organized and understand my process and the way that I'm going to do it every day, every week, and really get into a flow and a routine. So I have been separating what books I'm reading for what particular thing and reason. And I shared a poem last week or a couple of days ago. It was actually earlier this week. And I picked up a couple of books, but one particular was Someone Give This Heart a Pen by Sophia Sakor. And I watched her on YouTube, and she is a phenomenal poet. Amazing work. Really had to go back and check her out. Look up some of her old poems, and I'm like, yo, here she is. And so uh, alongside that book, I got Find Your Voice. This one is a guided poetry journal. And... It is by Noor Yuna Yunahar. I have the Four Agreements, Friendship Signs. I like that one. I was really motivated to get that one and to really discuss it. So those are my books that I'm reading for kind of business development, self-development, and understanding what phase I am getting ready to move into, which is really targeting in on my focus and lasering in on my goals and what I really want to accomplish and how I expect to accomplish those things. And My previous podcast was me doing one of my poems that I wrote in college because someone asked me to write something that was geared towards family relationships. And when I thought about my family relationships, I thought about my biological family, my foster family, as well as the community that rallied behind me and is really my support system as well where I spoke about these different things in my poem is that my family and depending on which family I'm discussing wanted to tell me the good things that is my biological family let's start there My biological family supported 
my educational journey as well as my confidence because they always confirmed my beauty they confirmed my intellectual level right they made sure to continue to preach this and to tell me this wow you're going to be something you're going to do something great you're going to and speak life into me now i also had this from my community family as well this was people that i interacted with from mentors to going to college and having a group or community around me because i was in college maybe this was friends as well as the staff and professors and things like that that were above me at that time and then I had my foster family and when I say foster family I don't just mean the home that I stayed in but the community of foster care children and family services and everyone within that context that really had a hand in shaping me And so within the realm of being in foster care, there was a stigma and it pretty much still is, but I was pushed into, and I'll go back into the reference of the poem, but this particular part of my family did not have that much support for me. And in that poem, I kind of referenced that my family basically turned their back on me and basically tried to shun me and say that there was something wrong with me, which is that portion, the foster family community. Not the college community family folks, but the community of foster care, child, family, welfare services, this community itself, I think, negatively stigmatized us and we get caught up in it which sometimes we carry out the stereotype we play up this stereotype i'm going to intentionally act out because i know that that's what you're expecting i did not go down the route of this necessarily but i know that it's possible to stand out and to act up intentionally because someone already perceived you to be a certain way based off reading something in your file, based off the initial interaction and the first impression that you've made, whatever the case might be, they're going to treat you a certain way. And so you play into that way for them to treat you because you know that that's the interaction that they're going to bring. And so you play your role. I also stated by the end of the poem how my mom passed away and I didn't have a great support system. But then I also stated that no one... I, I walked across my high school stage with a frown. I was sad because... My mom had passed away and I I knew that she was going to be there, but she was there in spirit. 
And then when I graduated from college, my family was going to be down. That line is for me to see and recognize that sometimes our relationships with family, we're not able to really see them until they finally show up for us. And really, I got to see family members who I didn't particularly have a close relationship with as I was growing up, but at that point of my life, they showed up for me because I asked them to show up for me. And of course, I had my community, my college community structure and family and support system there for me as well. But for the people who I thought had more support for me because I had grown up with their support, I had grown up with their positivity and encouragement, and I expected it, that did not happen. And so that phase of my life taught me the lesson that Sometimes people that we start with will not be the people that show up for us in the end. And the people that we automatically dismiss, we don't think about them showing up. We don't expect them to. Sometimes they pull through and they show up for us. And we didn't expect them to. I really had to learn that. And understand it. Because it don't necessarily have to be family members. You can switch the word family to friend. And the entire concept of someone supporting you in a phase of your life. But when you really needed them, they weren't there. And the absentee friend who, they're there, they know you, but they aren't as present, you don't hang out as much, you don't expect them to show up. And they support you when you need them. Listen. I'm just giving you a way to think about relationships and put it into a perspective of what would you do when you expect someone to be there and they're not, and then you don't expect someone to be there and they show up. For me, that realization of, wow. I count someone out, but that was the person that was always the supporter. It was just a silent support sometimes. That's how I've seen it to be in my personal life, a silent or, I wouldn't say absentee at that moment, but a silent supporter. You really don't hear from them as much. They don't have as much to say, but they come through. However, what do you do with this information? How do you observe it in people? 
how do you recognize it? And then after you recognize it, what do you do with it? Do you continue to invite the people who you know that you expect them to show up, but they don't? Do you continue to invite them? Do you continue to engage with them? Or do you shut that down? Because for me, I had to realize, and I still am in the process of realizing this, that I need to cut relationships with people who really don't have the value with in themselves first and then they don't see the value of my time and my energy and so I believe that they play games in order to kind of stay around stay afloat to stay me uh, keep me hooked it can be keeping you hooked into their relationship with them connected to them but not necessarily wanting you to just be free and happy. So they need you to be there. They need to hook you in there. But they're not really there for you. For me personally, I am slowly starting to see and realize who are those people that need to be cut and for what reason and that's hard to do but it's necessary to do because you know and I for sure have gone through this so I know for a fact that they are really just wasting time they're ensuring that I am always present and I am always accessible to them but they make their time very scarce and the thing about these people sometimes is that they don't even have the decency to even ask you ask me ask their other friends what's going on in their lives sometimes these people do not even consider your feelings what might be going through what you might be going through what circumstances you have because their only concern is how much they can get from you whether that's a conversation a hug a like I share their social media stuff or business, whatever. An ear to vent. But as long as they can have you, have access to you, that's what's most important to them. And they don't care to listen to what's going on with you. That's all I have to say. My final things are just really look at the patterns that people have. Why they're interacting with you. How much have you invited them to for them to not show up for the things that you needed them to show up. 
not supporting you in the way that you needed them to support you because you have told them that this is what it looks like and this is what I need and they disregarded that. My steps for eliminating this is to replay in my mind and tell myself when I see calls or anything that reminds me that this person is trying to gain access to me, I tell myself that I come first. And I also say to myself, How will this make me feel interacting with them? Knowing that they only want to have access to me because it's convenient for them. That's it. That is it. And if you like to listen to this type of podcast where we go into depth about emotions, trauma, foster care, as well as just healing from our, reflecting from our situations from the past and using those lessons to really reflect and understand what direction we're moving into and how to navigate our futures. If that type of content interests you, like the podcast, share the podcast, Come over to Instagram and interact with us. We have a ton of information over there. And we just cannot wait to, I personally cannot wait to interact with you and build this community. And I'll talk to you later. Peace.